We got um, so much. It's Packers game day. One little old school with the t-shirt today, too, by the way. Packers game day today. Brewers get their 89th win last night. Cubs and Reds battling it out for uh, anonymity. Uh, Both lose yesterday with opportunities. And uh, then you've got the blockbuster news that was Damian Lillard coming to Milwaukee. And uh, it was a banner day if you're a Bucks fan. Um, there was a lot of talk about Damian Lillard, where he wanted to play, the possibility of Miami. I know New York wanted him. Boston was looking into it. Uh, but instead, the deal gets done. And uh, John Horst and company. Now, here's the funny thing about all of this. You would assume at this point Giannis would put pen to paper. Because yeah, remember, it wasn't about the money. So... Now the question becomes, on Monday, when media camps get underway and, and basketball training camps get underway, what's it, what, what is Giannis's – the first question is going to be, Giannis, did you sign your contract? Did you sign the extension? You said it wasn't about the money. It was about you know, remaining competitive and winning championships. You went from being the fourth-best team via Vegas in the league to now the favorite to win the championship. They've committed four years for Damian Lillard. So what, what's the, what's the holdup? And, oh, by the way, they didn't get rid of your friend, Chris Middleton, who's been unavailable for almost an entire season. So what they, they got rid of the coach. They changed the coach. They've done everything they can to be competitive and to be a favorite team again. What will be the holdup? Let us know. So it's going to be an interesting Monday. I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to hear from inside uh, from inside the uh, the five serve form in the practice facility down there, so I'm excited for that. In the meantime, we got a game tonight, and tonight uh, we are going to be live at Burkle's after the game. Burkle's one block over, up by Lambeau Field, within the shadows. So come on by and say hi and uh, enjoy. Hopefully, a Packers victory. No Bakhtiari, no Elton Jenkins. We're waiting to hear confirmation, and we probably won't get it until we're standing inside the press box with the binoculars firmly planted on the field to see whether or not Aaron Jones and Christian Watson and Jair Alexander and those guys come running out of the tunnel. But uh, but we're waiting for that to happen tonight. Uh, in the meantime, you got Detroit trying to put their stamp on the NFC North. They come in at 2-1. The Packers come in at 2-1. If Detroit is you know, going to really say, this is our time to shine, uh, they're going to do it. They're going to do it on a national spotlight. Uh, if the Packers are going to say, no, we're pesky and we're for real, and we're going to be scrappy and what have you. We haven't put it, put it all together yet, but we've at least got enough horses and enough talent to overcome, then we'll see uh, the Packers maybe pull one out tonight. Um, we did our picks last night on the huddle, which, by the way, thanks to, to those of you that, one, watched it, two, listened to it, and uh, that uh, I, I got quite a few emails, like last night, People appreciated the program. You heard a lot from inside the locker room. Scott Grodsky from CBS 58 was here. Grant and I were going through the entire NFL and making picks and giving you numbers and facts. And so I, it was it was it was a banner. It was a banner night last night. So a lot of people appreciated that. So we uh, appreciate you. But uh, today I know uh, people were saying, "Well, how could you pick the Lions?" I, I'm just giving you the the lowdown. I just think they're a talented team. Uh, I think that if they're going to make the statement tonight, is it? I think that uh, the Packers not having the left side of their offensive line is a detriment when you got Aiden Hutchinson, you know, salivating on the opposite side. You're trying to get your weapons back. Uh, I do like Musgrave. I do like Dobbs and the way they've really started to kind of emerge as as pass-catching targets and weapons in this offense. But 
I also can't unsee the the numerous amounts of pre-snap penalties and problems this team has had, and they've tripped over themselves. They put themselves themselves in bad positions. So it's one thing when you're battling the opponent and a good opponent. It's another thing when you continually trip on yourself. So they haven't corrected that yet. So until they do, i got to take that into consideration. So anyway, there, there you have it. Uh, that's... That's kind of it. Uh, if you want to chime in, you can, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. We would be glad to say hello to you. And uh, you can also get us on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Wisco Grant. Grant Bill's producing the program. So did you, uh, did you get uh, get to bed, get some sleep last night? Not as much as I should have. I'm a terrible decision maker. I I was too lazy to go to bed. I was watching baseball. The Cubs losing to the Braves again kind of had me fired up. Brewers won a fun game. I'm I'm terrible at getting enough sleep. Acuna is a uh, a manimal. Uh, seventy stole seventy plus stolen bases, forty home runs in the season, and uh, they they then just walk off the Cubs. And I agree with you. It was kind of like uh, it's, uh, I've got one eye open still. I'm still sitting there watching some of that. Brewers get a nice win last night, three to two. They gutted out over the. Over the Cardinals, their 89th win of the season. 89th win of the season. Never thought I, I – I just never saw that coming. Not with a lack of offensive production. So, it, it again, a 3-2 to two ball game, a nail-biter. They come back in the seventh, take the lead. So, I was excited about that, watching that game flipping around last night as well. And uh, then ended up like you. I finally just said, God, I'm, 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 too, I'm looking up the stairs off the couch. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's – that's six stairs, man. I'm just too uh, lazy to go to bed most nights. It's yeah. just like, oh, you're telling me I got to brush my stairs. teeth. I got yeah. to turn all the lights off and put these chips away. And I like, yeah. I was entertained last night because the Cubs announcers, I don't know <laughs> if you saw this, they were getting upset that the game was stopped to celebrate uh, Acuna's accomplishment. I kind of thought yeah. that was funny. I don't know if they have a leg to stand on there. I remember when uh, Ricky Henderson picked up third base after his record-breaking steal. And they took a moment to uh, kind of honor him in that game. Uh, you know, it's when big accomplishments happen. Uh, you, you, they certainly didn't mind it when Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were banging home runs and breaking records. They didn't mind it then, right? They didn't mind it at the end of the season when both teams are, or are trying to win games, and the Cardinals are certainly going to the postseason and. Sammy Sosa's running in from the outfield and kissing his fingers twice and pointing to the sky and shooting juice in his arms and his butt and and then taking gummies and everything else that goes along with it and then sharing it with a big bag out there in first base, hidden behind first base with Mark McGuire as they both pumped up together. Nobody minded it then. Just trying to throw a little history out here. <laughs> so, uh, that being said, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was quite the night last night. And... Uh, I, I got up this morning, much to my surprise, uh, I it was all Wisconsin all the time. I was obviously got the Thursday night game, so everybody's talking Lions and Packers. And then you got to the Brewers with their 89th win and then clinching and then who they're going to face. And, you know, uh, will Craig Council, will he or will he not be here? And what's this mean? And Corbin Burns. And it was all, all Brewers all the time. And then... You flip over to the four-letter network, and I'm thinking the headline is going to be uh, Zach Wilson, uh, you know, got stuck in a in the toilet or something. And instead, it was actually about Damian Lillard and the Bucks, and the Bucks going from the fourth favorite in the uh, NBA to win a title to being the favorite in the NBA to win a title, and the speculation and back and forth, and 
So I, I thought that it was just an all Wisconsin day. If you throw the Badgers in there, Badgers are on a bye week. If you threw the Badgers in there, we'd have the uh, the quadfecta. I guess would be the best way to put it. But it was it was good stuff, good stuff. So excited all the way around for uh, what's going on here. Uh, we do have a game tonight. Packers back on it, and uh, it you know with the all the speculation about this team, I, I I still think you know when we talk about our keys to to success tonight. Uh, and I thought about this because last night you and I kind of brushed on it a little bit. We didn't really get into it too deep. So I thought this morning I'm going to come out kind of firing, and I thought there's three things that I'm going to be looking for tonight. One is, obviously, stopping the pre-snap penalties. Stop putting yourself in bad down and distances as an offense. And, and it's stuff that can be corrected. It's stuff that's just – because I know it's a it's an offensive line, Zach. Tom, you're waiting to hear about. You've got Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins that are down. Your, your depth on this offensive line, which was an embarrassment of riches, is suddenly down to a couple of guys. So, yeah, I, I get it. They haven't played continuous together. But, damn it, they they got to be together. Tonight, no more pre-snap penalties. You just can't have it. Can't have it. Obviously, you want to see continue to see the emergence of Musgrave and Romeo Dobbs. But if by chance they get Christian Watson back tonight, I am hoping keys to a win, one big inspiring play. At some point, will they, possibly, could they, connect downfield? Something just, something, a breakaway, something. I mean, I guess you don't want to, you know, overwork. But if Christian Watson's 100%, he's 100%. He's ready to go. you got to play football. You know, Mike McCarthy used to say it all the time. If you're playing football and you're on the field, then you're on the field. I mean, we're not. You're not changing the game plan because you suddenly are injured. If you're too injured to play football and play it the way you need to be played, you need to be off the field. Uh, so I, tonight, one, maybe two, something downfield has to give. And then if you got Aaron Jones back, you got the check down. You got obviously a run game that maybe become more profitable, although with the offensive line being banged up, chances are you're going to be keeping the tight ends in to chip block Aiden Hutchinson until you understand that Rasheed Walker can handle him by himself. But you're going to have to see uh, some more out of Aaron Jones uh, tonight. And then, if you want to go to the defensive side of the football and add 3A and B, obviously pressure pressure on Jared Goff. Amra St. Brown, if you get Jair Alexander back, please, God, Joe Barry. I'm, I'm, I'm dropping to my knees and saying a novena. Please, God. Amra St. Brown, just give Jair Alexander to him. Just say, Jair, wherever he goes, you go. If he if he runs to the bathroom, you hold the door. You know if he if if he decides to go get a hot dog, you offer the ketchup. You, wherever he goes, you go, you go. So that that would be that would be my three keys to the game tonight. So that's it. Eight seven seven eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to find us, that's the good way to do so. Who we got coming up today? Uh, Grant, who we got coming up today? I just haven't even checked my notes yet this morning. Well, I'm glad you asked because we – I don't throw Are the loaded? word loaded. Well, I, I don't like throwing that word around, but I think we're pretty loaded today, Bill. Dan Miller will preview the Lions, a little eye on the oh, enemy. Our buddy Dan Miller, the voice of the Detroit Lions. Love Dan. The voice of the pride. Mike Clemens is going to be here a little earlier because he's traveling to Green Bay, got some things going on. So he's going to join us for the 11 o'clock hour, which will be kind of nice because maybe different people li- listen at different times. It'll be a good opportunity to – to get Mike in a different window. And then Charch will talk fantasy football at noon. Uh, and I'm sure he'll want to preview some Packers lines too because he's a K-fan, yeah. NFC North guy. Yeah, I uh, I am excited uh, about getting into some of the fantasy stuff, especially with, 
as many injuries as there have been, how many people are now traveling to the waiver wires trying to find the sleepers? Uh, and, and that's been one of the questions that – now, I'm out of the guillotine league. We all know that. Uh, but I am in another league with a buddy of mine. He and I get into one every year, and he manages it uh, from afar. But we were talking today, and, and now you've got injuries to a guy like T. Higgins, who we had on that team as well. Uh, Saquon Barkley was a running back who has been banged up and uh, with the ankle injury. And then it's kind of like, what do you start doing when some of these guys – Start to start to show signs of ailing injuries that are going to be nagging on them for the for a season. So, we'll get into that discussion coming up a little bit a uh, little bit today. And then, you got the last hour of the show because I got a bolt. I got to get to Lambeau Field. We got to get set up for the uh, for Burkles one block over and the post game show coming up tonight, and then get over to Lambeau. So, a lot, a whole bunch of stuff going on today. So one uh, segment down. we got a bunch more to go. Don't forget, coming up at the bottom of the hour, Dan Miller, the voice of the Detroit Lions, is going to be joining us. We'll talk with Dan about his team and about uh, how they have played thus far this season, this portion of the program, brought to you by our friends at Pella Winners and Doors of Wisconsin. At Pella, you know I've got them in my house, and uh, I love them, absolutely love them. They have all kinds of terrific financing. They have different styles for your lifestyle and your budget's lifestyle whether it's uh, the Impervia, which is as strong, if not stronger, than fiberglass. They have got some vinyl windows. They have also got wood windows. They have all different brands or uh, all different uh, lines of, uh, of windows as well. So you've got a bunch to choose from, hardware, interior, exterior. It adds value to your home. It's, it makes your home more economical. I mean, there's no reason not to at least give them a shout. Give them a call. Get that free, yes, free in-home consultation. That's our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Call them 855-PELLA-WI, 855 855- P-E-L-L-A, 855-PELLA-W-I. That's 855-PELLA-W-I. Ready! This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. What advice would you give somebody that you know that's window shopping? I'd have to say Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin plays at an MVP level in the replacement game. They came in ahead of time, measured all the windows, make sure they had all of the measurements. When the Pella people left, you had no idea they had been here. You just had the new window. They're great professionals, Gina, and some of the best in the world at what they do. Right now, pay as low as $19 a month per window or $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. Pella's team of expert installers start with an in-home consultation and finish with no hassle or mess, leaving nothing but perfect results that stand the test of time. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, pay as low as $19 per window and $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. $6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers end at 9-30-2023. Thanks to our friends at Burn Pit Barbecue. They are veteran-owned. They are based right here, right in the state of Wisconsin, Racine, Wisconsin. And they are uh, listed as one of the best veteran-owned 
companies in the country. And they started in a garage uh, down in Racine, Wisconsin, and they've grown. And now they've got a full-blown operation and warehouse, and uh, they just continue to do it. And they do it because of you. And many of us right here in the state of Wisconsin have listened to the message, and that's burnpitbbq.com. And it's mail order. I mean, you can see them out and about at a bunch of different trade shows. But for the most part, it's it's mail order. And people that, that love barbecue, people that love to barbecue, use the different rubs and hot sauces and such as well, have supported them. And they just say thank you. Uh, thank you for supporting them. Thank you for listening to the message. But if you want to continue to support them and a terrific Wisconsin-owned business with two two veterans that just said let's try this because they're both barbecue enthusiasts, uh, burnpitbbq.com. That is burnpitbbq.com. Dot com Again, burnpitbbq.com. So <clears throat> we're going to be talking Packers and Lions coming up here at the bottom of the hour. I did want to make a mention of this. And uh, social media went nuts yesterday. We were in the midst of talking with Jeff Levering uh, of the Brewers when uh, the word broke that Damian Lillard was traded to the Milwaukee Bucks after 11 seasons with the Portland Trailblazers. And the move, as we all know, part of that three-team deal and, and yada, yada, yada. So... Um, you know, it, it was it was interesting. Milwaukee solely adding Damian Lillard and other teams swapping multiple players, and Portland gets Drew Holiday, and and we all know that Drew Holiday is now on the uh, on the trade block, and they're going to try to get uh, numerous pieces for him in return. Uh, but the best part of what the internet had to offer after the news of the of the deal, um. First of all, Damian Lillard said the casuals won't be addressed, but the Trailblazers fans in the city of Portland that I truly love will be, and they will be addressed truthfully. Stay tuned. That's what Damian Lillard wrote. Okay. The Miami Heat star, on the other hand, Jimmy Butler, one of the first ones to get on Instagram to react to the news because Damian Lillard had expressed the interest in playing in Miami. And Butler's not happy about it. Yo, NBA man, y'all need to look into the Bucks for tampering. Y'all didn't hear it from me. <laughs> you go to Instagram, you point the camera at yourself, and then say, yo, NBA man, y'all need to look into the Bucks for tampering. Y'all didn't hear it from me. Then Tyler Hero, a Milwaukeean, by the way, uh, commented after that and basically commented on on um, Jimmy Butler's uh, Instagram page and said what he said. So it's no secret Miami wanted Lillard. We all know that. And the failure to do so upset some people. However, Josh Richardson uh, kept it light, used the opportunity to talk about uh, his jersey number. Uh, so he, he went there. The news injected some energy into what had been a quiet day um you know you had a lot of people that were excited by this this was this was big unlikely nba news it really was we had talked about damian lillard when there was the rumor that they were going to move him and uh, you know a lot of eastern conference teams the celtics the knicks the heat all wanted him and it seemed like, okay, the natural fit's going to be he's going to end up going to South Beach and they're going to get better and yada, yada, yada. And the one thing Damian Lillard stated was, I want to play with Giannis. 
So I'm sure when that opportunity came up, you know, his people didn't have a problem. They probably then said, hey, if, if we can't make Miami work or Miami isn't going to make all of this work, then let's do it with Milwaukee. And then sure enough, it ended up happening. Uh, Milwaukee, uh, the 76ers guard, uh, uh, meanwhile, uh, the 76ers guard Patrick Beverly uh, uh, said that perhaps trading Holiday was a risky move um, because Drew Holiday is such a good defender, even though he didn't do it down the stretch in the postseason. Because now the Bucks, short of Brooke Lopez and Giannis playing defense on the inside, there's nobody playing defense on the outside. None at all. But uh, that was the big news yesterday. And Jimmy Butler wanting the NBA now to look into the transaction because he feels like there's some tampering that's gone on, which is a pretty heavy accusation. But here's, here's the thing when it comes to tampering. Tampering and discussions are diff- difficult to, to go after. Um, promising backdoor deals outside of the timeline in which it's allowed, that's one thing. Talking to somebody or somebody calling you, that's, that's not tampering. Conversations between players, that's not tampering anymore. Every player does it. I'm sure Jimmy Butler did it. I'm sure Jimmy Butler was probably trying to bring Damian Lillard down. You know, you, you can say the same. Tampering is very difficult to prove unless there is an offer, texts, and paper trail. Other than that, never going to happen. But uh, Jimmy Butler making his opinion known that he's just upset that Giannis is going to get a chance to play with Damian Lillard, and he's not. So cry me a river. There you go. Um, so that I, was yesterday. Go yeah, ahead, Grant. I, I don't know if this counts as tampering, but we did get a report from Mark Spears yesterday that said <laughs> – with Miami talks going nowhere, agent Aaron Goodwin, who represents Dame, privately told the Bucks and Nets 10 days ago that Dame would be interested in a deal there. The Raptors were a real contender to land their ex-Blazers star, but the Bucks ultimately got it done. So I think the Miami thing had just stalled out to a degree where Dame's, Dame's agent reached out real quietly and said, hey, Bucks, Nets, he'd also play here yeah. if you guys want to you know, make some calls. Right, right. Sniff into yeah. this, look around, you know. Which is what happens. I mean, agents are always working, trying to find the best deal to get somebody out of a situation they don't want to be in. You know, that's what agents do. And th- there's no there's no tampering here. I, if, if anything, Jimmy Butler, go be mad at your own front office for not being able to pull the trigger and get the deal done. But uh, if you want the, I, and I hate to say it this way, but if you want the consolation prize, when you look at catch-and-shoot uh, percentages last year, you know, Drew Holiday was top eight. I mean, he, he was he was a really good defender as well. I mean, this, this guy, it's, it's he's no slouch. It's just you wanted to upgrade. It's not about... Drew Holiday being a bad player or a bad teammate, he wanted to remain a Milwaukee Buck for the remainder of his career. He stated it. This is about just simply showing Giannis you're going to get better in making a deal, a blockbuster deal, to bring in a generational talent. One of the top 75 guys that, that are around for decades. He's, he, I mean, just look at the 11-year career that he's had. And he's still getting it done. It's not like this guy is 40 years old. So all you did was upgrade. But you still, if you're Miami, you got an opportunity to find a shooter and to find a defender. There, there you go. Drew Holiday's out there. Before it was going to cost you, you know, a player and draft choices and who knows what else. Now they're just looking for a decent deal. So Miami can still find themselves in a better situation. Boston can still find themselves in a better situation if they do it. I don't think the Knicks are going to do it. I think the Knicks are such a craptastically run organization anymore. But they're talking about it. What about the 76ers? You know, if I'm Joel Embiid, I'm sitting there going, what the hell? 
what do I got to do? We got this this beard guy that doesn't play defense, doesn't want to be here, can't stand the the GM and the coach, and you brought in nothing but disruptive players around me. What the hell? Have, I I want out. Now in the NBA, it's become very. They are starting to really crack down on guys demanding where they want to go. But, you know, if you can make it work, that's one thing. It's another thing if you can't. Like, guys want to hold out and say, this is the only place I'm going to be and blah, blah, blah. And the NBA is, you know, Adam Silver has basically said enough of that. We're not doing that anymore. Um, but, you know, <laughs> good for the Bucks. You know, and if I'm the Bucks at this point, I'm saying, investigate your ass off. Let's do this. Get it cleared. Get it over with. Come uh, Come Monday morning when everybody has to report for camp and everybody starts talking. How we look. There you go. Uh, coming up next, we're going to start taking a look as the eye on the enemy gets underway. Dan Miller, the voice of the Detroit Lions, is going to join us. Love talking to Dan Miller. Always good to get him on the program. Always good to get his thoughts and his opinions as his team comes into this contest. Coming up tonight at Lambeau Field at 2-1 and one on the season. So we'll chat with him coming up next. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Cruise Planners. We know it's been a little dank and rainy, and we're going to get some uh, a burst of summer yet again this weekend, but eventually the cold weather is going to get here. And if you want to ditch the snow shovel, get rid of the boots and all that other stuff, and maybe head to a beach, uh, that might be the way to do it. If you want to go to an all-inclusive, if you're looking for that good you know, wintertime getaway to make it feel like summer, call our buddy Kirk over there. 262-344-0697. 262-344-0697. Anywhere in the country, if you're listening to this, that's just their number. 262-344-0697. That's our friends at Cruise Planners, your land and cruise vacation. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. When I think of Lorelei, my head turns out around. As gentle as a butterfly, she moves without a sound. I call her on the telephone. It's Thursday. Normally, we're all geeked up for fantasy football, but it all gets underway tonight uh, here in our own backyard. Lambeau Field hosting the Thursday night matchup. Both teams coming in at 2-1. and one. The Lions at 2-1. and one. The Packers at 2-1. and one. Uh, Both teams have had a hiccup. Other, other times, they've looked extremely well. They're trying to find themselves. And the Detroit Lions picked by many to win the division at the start of the season, trying to put their thumbprint all over this thing and get a win at Lambeau Field yet again and keep the uh, winning streak alive. And it was extended to four if they would do so. Joining us now over on the hotline, uh, our guy Dan Miller, the voice of the Detroit Lions here with us. Dan, how you doing? I'm doing well. How you doing today? We're doing great. Um, it uh, looks like it's going to be good weather tonight, like 68 degrees come kickoff, some sunshine, the clouds have cleared out, so weather's not going to be a factor in this thing. So let's talk about your team and the fact that uh, they come into this contest at 2-1. and one. They get that win uh, in Kansas City, which was so impressive, uh, just to be able to go there in that atmosphere and get a win without Taylor Swift, obviously, but, you know, that that's neither here nor there. But the fact that uh, they're sitting there at 2-1, and one and uh, this is an opportunity tonight that I, I'm sure is staring, uh, they're staring right down the barrel of saying, hey, if we can win this game, we have put our mark on this division, right? Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about it. And uh, with all due respect to Taylor Swift, I think it was more significant that Travis Kelsey didn't play in that game. But <laughs> right. I think that, yeah, I mean, look, this is a big game for both these teams. I think the Packers are trying to prove they are, who they are without Rodgers, and the Lions are trying to prove that they're legit. And the 8 out of 10 they won at the end of last year, and all the expectations that people have for them going into this season are justified. And 
Um, look, they both had, as you mentioned, their ups and downs early in this season, but they found their way to win two out of the first three games. And if you can get through the first quarter of the season uh, in first place um, with, you know, two teams right now kind of floundering around at zero and three, we'll see if they pick up their first wins this week. I, I think it's a nice place to be because it gives you a little separation from those two and a win and a game up on, which essentially is two, on the team right behind you. So, look, it's early, and whoever loses is going to have plenty of time to recover, but whoever wins is going to come out of here with a ton of confidence. You know, the only loss that they have, obviously, is that Seahawks loss, and that was uh, the Seahawks are not a a bad team by any stretch of the imagination, but what's impressed me again is the numbers that Jared Goff is putting up. Five touchdowns, two picks, quarterback rating of 101.6, but more so the fact that his completion percentage is damn near 70%. I mean, you know, they don't even run Jameer Gibbs. Why don't they run Gibbs more? Why do they use Montgomery more than Gibbs? Let me ask you that first. Well, I just, Montgomery's more, I think, of their between-the-tackles guy, and Gibbs is more of their try-to-get-him-the-ball-in-space guy. And I think, you know, you may see that evolve over time. As Gibbs gets more used to this level of competition, and, and I think at times Gibbs has, has looked a little bit like a rookie with his, you know, trying to hit home runs versus just getting what is there. But, look, they signed David Montgomery because they like him and they want to run him behind this offensive line and pound people. And Jared Goff is best when he has a running game and he has uh, play action. If you look at his numbers last year, they were terrific off play action. So uh, they both have a role. They'll both play together a lot when they're healthy. And I I think, you know, assuming Montgomery's good to go tonight, uh, you will see them in there together a lot and see, you know, Gibbs out in the in the flat or in the, I should say in the slot and um, using him as a pass catcher and uh, it's it's still coming together. It's a work in progress. These are two new backs that have just gotten here. They didn't play together last week, obviously, because uh, Montgomery's in play. So I think Ben Johnson is still getting a handle on this. But when all is said and done, Montgomery I think is the bell cow guy and Gibbs is the guy that you find some way to get 15 to 18 touches a game. I am so impressed with Amra St. Brown, but also Sam Laporta has started to become a real threat as well. And it's uh, we we talked about this at the beginning of the season. You know, if you got a a good one-two punch in the run game, you got a good tight end. You got, obviously Amra St. Brown is a very good wide receiver. Man, it seems like everything is there offensively now that you, it's you've been waiting for for so long for all of this to come together at once. It certainly looks like it has. The only question I have is. The turnover differential is a negative three. Has it just been something that's been problematic and just hanging on to the football? Yeah, and in particular in that Seattle game. Uh, that's really, you can go back and look at that second half when they had a pick six. They had another turnover at their own 23 that turned into a touchdown. And then a turnover on downs at their own 45. That turned into 21 points in the second half for, for Seattle. And you can point directly to that and say that's why they lost that game. Um, doesn't make it any better. You made those mistakes. But I, I think that if we've learned anything about this team, it is that, you know, when they were 1-6 and six last year, they were turning the ball over like crazy. When they were 8-2 and two to end the season, uh, they ended up being number one in the NFL in avoiding turnovers. And golf went nine straight games without an interception, and they just weren't giving it to the other team. So um, I think this team has learned that when they don't have these self-inflicted issues, their chances of winning are so much more significant. And that cropped up again in the Seattle game, and it'll be a factor in tonight's game. I mean, look, Green Bay's done a great job of protecting the football. They only have one turnover all year. So I think that the Lions going in understand, and in particular on the road, when turnovers cause such a massive swing in emotion and get the crowd into the game, 
it's just something that you can't do. And, and the Lions have kind of figured that out. They've won five of the last six games overall on the road, which isn't easy to do in the NFL. The, uh, the, the fact that David Bakhtiari is not going to be playing in this game tonight, Aiden Hutchinson starting to really kind of feel it his first couple of sacks uh, of the season, uh, career high, two passes defended, forced fumble. I mean, he seems to be kind of morphing into the wrecking machine that everybody thought he was going to be. So uh, that's, you know, when we talk about uh, the matchup, it's going to be that left tackle against Aiden Hutchinson and whether or not they're going to be able to kind of offset one another and the Packers can keep Jordan Love clean or if Hutchinson starts to feast, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's certainly something to that. I would say there's a couple things there. Number one, you know, we took on Seattle when they didn't have even one of their starting tackles. And, and, you know, we thought, hey, this is going to be a big advantage for the Lions. And it wasn't. Geno Smith just kind of found a way to operate back there. And they really didn't bother him all day long. And, you know, look, Hutch is terrific. And he's driven. He's relentless. And he's going to be in there and and looking to make plays. But, But if we've learned anything, too, other guys on that defensive line have to step up and make plays. And when they had seven sacks last week in their game against Atlanta, that was Aleem McNeil maybe having the best game of his career, bringing middle pressure. And that was, you know, Harris coming off the edge and Derek Barnes coming off the edge and Jack Campbell coming off the edge and, and just guys contributing because, you know, we've seen through two games when Mahomes, uh, and he's just in the league by himself, but when Mahomes in game one, they couldn't really find him. And then Geno Smith won sack in that second game. If you don't rush as a unit, if it's just one guy winning and you leave an opening somewhere, these quarterbacks are good, Jordan Love included, to just run for a first down. I mean, you have to rush cohesively, close them in, and finish. And that's more than Hutch. That's the rest of the guys. I have no doubt Hutch will do his part. He will be active. He will be visible. Uh, he'll get to the quarterback, but but the real key is going to be can those other guys along the line do their part as well. The uh, the two defenses giving up exactly the same amount of uh, yards per game, 297 on average, and uh, the, the Lions are better against the rush. The Packers are better against the pass, but uh, I think defensively they're pretty evenly matched, and if they get to Jair Alexander back and, and you can just say, hey, anywhere Amra goes, you go with him and maybe – they can uh, at least stymie that threat a little bit. That might bode well for the Packers. But give me your thoughts on what you've seen out of Green Bay thus far this season. Well, I think this. I think it's early, and those those run numbers would be troubling for me if I was Green Bay, um, if, if they are going to be kind of who they are. And I, I think we're early enough that we don't know that that's the case. Um, the Lions have done a really good job against the run. They held Pacheco in check. They held Walker in check. They did a great job against that Atlanta running game last week certainly the hope is that that's who they are. But again, it's early. And I think you have to kind of figure that out tonight. If Jones plays, you know, they're going to have their one, two punch back and that'll be a big challenge for them. But um, to me defensively, and we've seen this so many times with the lions, if you can stop the run, it is just such a boost to your defense. It allows you to do everything else better. Uh, If I had some concerns for green Bay, it would be, if you're not stopping the run, it really leaves you vulnerable to pretty much everything. Um, look, they've got big-time players still on that defense. Obviously, it hurts them if, if, that Campbell's not going to play tonight. That's, that's a big guy out for them. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking about Kenny Clark, who just every coach that has ever worked in Detroit while he was here just raves about this guy. They just, they just absolutely love him. Um, and Rashawn being back, even if he's on a snap count, you know, doing what he did last week, he can be a, a game wrecker. Um, there's big time players back there. We know that, but, and Quay Walker has become a big playmaker, but again, the lions want to run the ball. 
make no doubt about it. If Montgomery or Gibbs is in there, they're going to make Green Bay show that they can stop that run. And if Green Bay can't stop that run, it'll become tough for them because the Lions are going to run a lot off those run fakes, play action fakes. You look at the long touchdown pass to, to Laporta last week. It was off a, a play action fake and a boot, and Laporta's running down the, fo- the field by himself. So I, I just think so much of this league goes to turnovers, and if I was to look at where it goes after turnovers, it probably goes to being able to stop the run. So I'm, I'm keeping an eye on that for both teams tonight. Give me your thoughts philosophically. I know Joe Barry uh, had a stint, uh, a tough stint in Detroit, and he came in with that on his resume. Packers fans still scream about that. So give me your thoughts philosophically on Joe Barry. There are times when he goes to stop the run, but he's trying to do it with two down linemen, and I don't know if I necessarily agree with it, but – you know, when, when he was there, you know, give me your thoughts on, you know, kind of picking his brain and how much, if any, does that transfer over to tonight from knowing what his philosophy is? Well, I like Joe, and I enjoyed talking to Joe. But in fairness to Joe, there was no talent here. I mean, just being blunt. There was just nothing to work with. And, you know, that, that led to 0-16. And, um, you know, they, they, he and, and that whole crew with Rod Marinelli came in at, kind of the end of the Millen era when they had just made so many draft picks that, that the rock, you know, I tell people the way you become good and the way you become bad, isn't all that different. It is when you become good, when you make a series of good decisions and you look up and you have a good roster, you say, wow, this thing looks pretty good. we got some depth here. we got some players and let's roll. And the way you become bad is a series of bad decisions. You look up and you say, wow, this roster is really void of talent. Well, that's what it was when Joe Barry was here. So I don't, really judge him much by what happened when he was here. Uh, look, I, <laughs> when you got a head coach that comes in and wins 13 games his first three years and, and is going to the playoffs and, and having the success that he had, um, I got nothing but respect for that staff in Green Bay because they've done things that we in Detroit have just dreamed about for a long time. So um, I, I, they have a lot of playmakers over there. They've done a nice job. Um, obviously they're dealing with the departure of, you know, one of the transcendent players that we have seen in this league over the last 30 years. And, and I think that it looks like they're handling it really well so far. So um, I, I anticipate with guys that we talked about on that defense that they're going to be ready to play tonight. And, you know, this line's offense pretty good, but I'm sure they're going to be ready to challenge it and look for some ways that they might be able to disrupt it. But, um, you know, I think this Lions offense is one that feels pretty confident that if they don't beat itself, uh, they were top five last year. They're not quite there this year. They are in some categories. Uh, But if they get Taylor Decker back, even though he won't be 100%, that offensive line starts to come back in. I think they feel real confident about what they can do, not just against Green Bay, but against anybody just because of, of what they've done over the last season plus. Dan, great stuff as always. Look forward to seeing you up at uh, Lambeau tonight, and then we'll talk again soon, okay? Awesome. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thanks so much. There you go. Dan Miller, the voice of the Detroit Lions, joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline, giving us the breakdown as to what he thinks uh, tonight's matchup could kind of look like. And uh, Mike and Big Country and the guys, yes, I'm, I said that uh, today. I, I went old school this morning. I went with the old school T-shirt, the old school logo for the Green Bay Packers. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Let's do this. We'll step away, take a quick break, come back. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. 
This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. What advice would you give somebody that you know that's window shopping? I'd have to say Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin plays at an MVP level in the replacement game. They came in ahead of time, measured all the windows, make sure they had all of the measurements. When the Pella people left, you had no idea they had been here. You just had the new window. They're great professionals, Gina, and some of the best in the world at what they do. Right now, pay as low as $19 a month per window or $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. Pella's team of expert installers start with an in-home consultation and finish with no hassle or mess, leaving nothing but perfect results that stand the test of time. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, pay as low as $19 per window and $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. $6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details, offers end at 9.30, Welcome back to the program. Good to have you. I know there's some audio issues over the live stream. We'll try to fix it during the top of the hour break. So uh, if you can hear it, hang in there. Hang in there. Hate to lose you. Uh, 877-867-1670. Good stuff from our buddy Dan Miller, the, uh, the voice of the uh, the Detroit Lions and uh, good to have him on board. Um the uh let's see here. Uh, this is from Jake. Uh Jake just said, "Oh, Jake, yeah, we know that uh, there's an issue with the sound over in the live stream, so we'll uh, check into that." I don't I honestly I have no idea what it is. Everything's nothing's changed from the beginning of the show. It just died. So uh we'll we'll see if something something happened there. Um this is from Jake, though. He says, uh, Dan Miller brought up a couple of good points. The fact that they are going to run the football down the throats of the Green Bay Packers, and if the Packers can't stop it, then everything becomes wide open. What are your thoughts if Joe Barry cannot stop the run? Well, one of the things that he pointed to was the fact that Devondre Campbell is not going to be in tonight, and he's out with that ankle injury, uh, which i I got to be honest, I didn't think it was that serious at the time. I know he's been battling that ankle. And maybe they're just keeping him out for this game in order to get him ready to go for the next game in, what, 10, 11 days. But just by the way he was moving on the sideline, I thought, no, he looks like he might be able to come back in. And when he walked off the field, it wasn't like he had a severe limp or anything. So uh, getting back to the point, without Devondre Campbell, that I don't want to say he's just that staunch guy, but he's had a pretty solid season. Quay Walker's been all over the field, though. So I'm excited to see what Quay Walker is going to be able to do uh, tonight, kind of on his own, so to speak, uh, to, to help stop the run for the Green Bay Packers. Now we all know that uh, you're going to have a, a mix of guys that are going to be in there to help because you're going to have, um, uh, you're going to have Engabari, you're going to have uh, Justin Hollins, Eric Wilson, uh, all of those guys right now, uh, Isaiah McDuffie more so than anything, uh, trying to maneuver and mix the outside and inside linebacking position to be able to stuff the run. But I think it's going to be probably do you then – you can't necessarily just keep Devontae Wyatt, Quay Walker, and TJ Slayton on the field the whole time because you, you can't do it. You're going to have to play some nickel and you're going to have to pull one of those guys out, most likely TJ Slayton. But you – 
you got to figure out a way. Maybe you start bringing the safety up in the box, but then again, you're also thin uh, at the uh, at the corner position. Carrington Valentine's out. Zane Anderson at the safety position out for this game. That leaves you with what? It's your safety position. Darnell Savage, Rudy Ford, um, Dallin Levitt, Jonathan Owens, and Anthony Johnson Jr. I mean, that's it. You're not overly deep there. You've got Jair a little bit banged up with Keyshawn Nixon, and that's all you've got left uh, other than Rasul Douglas at corner. You're, I mean, your secondary right now, three, uh, three guys in your secondary that you're counting on are banged up, two of which aren't even going to play tonight. So defensively speaking for the Packers, you, you're, you're getting a little thin, getting a little thin and probably getting a little worrisome at this point. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you've got a comment, make it. Go ahead and do so. Uh, we'd love to have you. Yes, we will try to do everything we can to get the uh, the live stream back up and running when we come back after the uh, after the top of the hour. So we'll uh, we'll do what we can. Not promising anything because I have no idea what happened. To be perfectly honest with you, normally I know. In this case, no, I don't know. No idea. When you don't know, Not just it. say it's my fault. Just blame. That's why I'm here. Just stick it on me. So well, uh, but you're not here. I, I mean, literally, I walked in and I turned everything on today. I mean, that was it. There was nothing else to it. So I, I don't know. I don't know what the problem is. We'll find out. We'll see if we can't run some new cords or something real quick. So anyway, that being said, we got one hour down. Got a couple more yet to go. Stay tuned. The big uh, Bill Michael show continues up right after this.